0: Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team, of course, even though I've been saying that through gritted teeth in recent weeks. Anyway, we'll talk through Villa's Halloween hammer horror in a moment while Frankie brings out the hot sauce for today's spicy question. But before Frankie poses me that question dripping with Tabasco, it's time I check up on him. Frankie, how have you been?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm okay as okay can be. I've been getting a lot of messages from Birmingham City fans in the last week. They talk about Aston Villa so much, and wondering why they don't host their own podcast about Aston Villa. Um, <laughs> and also, I'm sort of wondering how November arrived. It's like it's November. It's like when did that happen? I'm I'm still stuck in like May of twenty. Nineteen, like I'm like oh, November. Hey, do you reckon? Do you reckon? Did you reckon that's an age thing, or is that like a pandemic thing where we've just all lost track? I think of time? it's a combination of both, maybe. I mean, I went to the I won't name where it was, but I went to a pretty rubbish bonfire last week. They got their dates completely confused. It was Halloween, but they were putting fireworks on. I was like, lads, you got. You got the wrong date, lads. <laughs> so, so key. Why are you burning... No no wonder, no wonder you don't know what day it yeah. is. You go
0: to these events which are held like weeks
1: in advance. Yeah. I'm like, why are you burning Guy Fawkes on October 30th, lads? Come on, like... Um, was, <laughs> there was a lot of people at this event and it was poor. I won't say where it was, but it was poor.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> poor just like, really Guy Fawkes getting burnt, getting burnt twice. Getting burnt twice in the space of like four yes. weeks.
1: Poor, and poor guy he's been through yeah, enough extra ignominy of uh, 400 years of being burned it was like what's what's two more times <laughs> yeah so yeah i've uh I'm, I'm still the wanderer i'm still waiting to move into my new flat so i kind of feel like villa's fortunes and your house hunting is like
0: are intertwine, intertwined <laughs> so like if uh like you'll only find a new
1: house when villa win their next game <laughs> <laughs> if fast forward to a year's time i'm like you would not believe this i still <laughs> yeah. haven't moved in what do you mean? We just lost four 0 to Wickham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's been it's been uh, yeah, it's been pretty miserable. But surely, as Villa's luck has to turn around at some point. Hopefully, on Friday against Southampton, we can all pray and hope. Yeah. But we're here to talk about the previous game. It finished uh, Villa one, West Ham four. Um, we've had a few days to digest that result, Frankie, mm. haven't we? And wallow in the fallout. Um, but let's go back to that that. Um, yeah hammer horror
1: halloween results mm.
0: um what uh, what what did you make of it what stood out for you as the as the worst bits
1: i, I really do feel like i've been the fattest pig wallowing in the <laughs> deepest mud for the last few days um the all right we'll focus on the game first because there's a lot of things i want to say about you know the general vibe at the moment but game wise Another game where it just felt a lot of things went against us uh, in the sense, you know, Jacob Ramsey gets injured very quickly within nine minutes. He's just off the back of his first goal. You're hoping he's got a lot of confidence. Mm. And within nine minutes, he gets injured and then you're looking around and you're going, well, this is a moment for Morgan Sanson finally. And where is he? Oh, he's ill. Um, yeah, So yeah, just yeah. that just sums it up a little bit at the moment with the, with the, um the luck of Villa are having. Um, and was he right to bring Ashley Young on and not Carney Chukwueke? Mm, I was thinking this. I I think if I think if you rationalise it and try and put yourself in Dean Smith's shoes, I guess he he's thinking Ashley Young has more experience, um, but has he played at centre midfield much in his career? I can't really remember him doing that. Um, I think that's probably one where I may have gone for Wameka. But, you know, Dean Smith is the one who's on with him on the training ground every day. And he knows better than us, if whether he's ready or not, I would assume. So the game itself, uh, the first goal, terrible, um, way too easy. Uh, but, you know, do you know what? It came about because Bailey didn't track back. Yeah. He left Matt Target exposed. Uh, Johnson then cut in, hit it, just. Bailey got back by that point, but it just too easily went under him, too easily past target. And then Emmy Martinez, who, you know, God love him. He had to fly out to Argentina for his dad and we wish him well. Um, he's coming back and that's hard, you know, for him to be doing all that traveling constantly. And mm-hmm. then he's done a lot of traveling. Uh, I, I do think he's, he's one of the best keepers in the world. His form hasn't quite been that in the last few games. And I think that's partly because of, um, a lot of that traveling, I would say, has had effect, probably had an effect. Um, so he probably should have saved it. Um, we scored a good goal, good work from Buendia yeah. and McGinn, and a, look, a good finish from Ollie. Um, good to see him get a goal playing on his own. And then we proceeded to concede a really rubbish goal again. Um, you definitely well. bad timing, really bad timing. We just gave them too much, we were too passive. We allowed them to have way too much space, too much time. And then Declan Rice just hitting it from wherever he wanted, bobbling in. And then, you know, just the second, the the red card, when you think about it, it came about from a bad Nakamba pass, poor control from Ashley Young. He wasn't, it wasn't, it was a poor pass into him, you know, under pressure two West Ham players on him immediately. Mm. So I can forgive him that, but poor all rounds. West Ham get on the break. Marvelous tries to jump in and tackle. I um, can't remember which West Ham player it was, but tries to make a tackle, misses it. Suddenly, we have an overload. West Ham are all are swarming over us. Um, and uh, uh, Hawes tries to go in, forearm smash, and then Concert. It wasn't a red card, personally, because Bowens was going away from goal, but it is what it is. It happened. Um, just all around a collection of mistakes. Um, and you know probably suggestive that at the moment villa are not a confident team um yeah. we're just look like a team that um i'll get a little bit more into depth of it after you've spoken you know about the game but um there's a, there's there's a couple of issues there and um for one i think slightly flattered west ham i didn't think they played that well but once we went down to 10. we fought admirably after that you know what gets it in the bar but it was all, you know, with the way West Ham are playing at the moment, and the way they have two such brilliant central midfielders in Declan Rice and Sucek, uh, it was always going to be hard after that. So, four-one. As soon as concert went off, I thought I could see that happening, and it did.
0: Yeah, um, I think a lot, a lot of the defeat lies in our own hands. We, 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 we were constantly shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, even, you know, when it comes to just the basics, as we were saying, you know marvellous in his sloppy pass and poor control from Ashley Young that 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 wasn't just that wasn't an isolated incident that was happening from from kickoff uh you know basic balls uh simple tackles simple challenges even just the be uh, you know, sometimes you know you, you can argue the luck of balls just bobbling uh unfavorably and and, and ending up at the, the, the feet of West Ham players that happened quite frequently as well it's it's just something is just not right at the moment. I don't know whether that comes down to a, a training thing or possibly a confidence thing. Um, we've spoken before about Villa Park being, it can be a difficult place to play if you're a Villa fan yeah. and Villa play yeah. badly um, yeah. because there is that weight of expectation that comes with playing for a club like Villa and if you don't meet the expectation of the fans then they really can get on your back um, and um, and you've got to learn to deal with that you you've just got mm. to learn to manage that uh, because that's just the way it is when you play for a club like villa and uh, we we certainly didn't against um against west ham yes uh, we've been unlucky um you know Ramsey's injury uh you know could have could have cost us because obviously he had done quite well in recent weeks and it would have been great to see him um you know carry on and uh, and and be be involved in a in a in a villa performance but um yeah it's just it just doesn't feel like things are things are working at the moment. Um, yeah, West Ham thoroughly d- deserve to win. Um, for a few weeks now, we've been talking about, you know, we want to see uh, a response. And, and and those comments, unfortunately, when you've lost four games on a bounce, they they get very tedious. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was concerned as well about Smith's comments where he talks about players winning matches, not systems. I mean, okay, yes, obviously, you know, it's the 11 players on the pitch that are going to win you or lose you the game ultimately. But, you know, obviously they've got, to work, they've got to work hard. Again, that's a, that's a basic thing. But as a manager, you've, you've, got to, you've really got to get them playing in a system that, that is effective. So, you know, mm. when, when they work hard in that system and in that formation, they can win football matches. And at the moment, we've got, we've got a lot of players. They play in a variety of positions. And it's now start of November. And I'm not, and yeah, yeah, we've been lucky with injuries, as we said, but we, I don't think Smith knows his best team. And I don't think he knows his best formation. And that that is a that is a concern for sure, I think. Um uh, and I'm sure we'll go on to later on in the show discussion about Smith's future and where where he stands mm. and where we stand kind of going forward. But I, I do I do feel we are at a bit of a crossroads here. Um and and um you know the, the game now on Friday against Southampton is a is an absolutely massive game, I think. Um it's the game before the international break. Um and if you lose that, then that gives the powers that be a bit of time to evaluate where we are and they could potentially make a decision if if it goes against us and if the performance is as bad as it was against West Ham and the games previously. So um yeah, it's it's a it's a really difficult time, I think, for Smith and for Villa. Um there's plenty of time left in the season. Of course there is, but you know, at the start of the season we were hoping that we would um we would, you know, be, be kind of up there ish, not not certainly not be struggling where we are at the moment. Yeah. Uh we said that it would be a roller coaster of a season. Um, but what I wasn't expecting was was a run that we've been on uh over the last four weeks now. Um so something's gotta change. Um it's yeah. just it's just what that thing is.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think on Sunday we missed Douglas Louise quite badly. Um he has been playing well this season. Um I think, you know, I kind of wondered, have I been kidding myself here? So I went back and listened to a few of our podcasts from last season and earlier this season. And um, I thought, you know, I do specifically remember watching games last season where Villa were being overrun. And this has been a common theme since we came yeah, back to the Premier League, where in midfield, so. we there are moments where you feel like we just fall apart really quickly. And... Last season, we spoke after the loss at Crystal Palace and I think Sheffield United where we spoke about having a midfielder who was physically imposing but calm and collected on the ball. And when you look at West Ham, mm. they have Declan Rice and Suchek. That's what those players are. When you look at Manchester United, now a lot of people slate Freddie McTominay. I personally think McTominay is actually quite a good player Um I think Rice is probably a better player than McTominay. Yeah. But um and Nemanja Matic at Chelsea, you know, when he was when he was at that higher level. Just I know it's hard to find these players, but there are there are players like that out there. And then I listened to, you know, another a transfer review we did earlier this season and you know, we did mention again the lack of the CDM signing and you know, I, I sort of tried to rationalize it in my head where I thought, well, all right, well, maybe it means that, you know, Sanson comes in and plays more. Maybe they see him. He got injured a lot last season. Perhaps he comes in and he fills that gap. Now, <laughs> he's been ill and injured again um, this season. Um, there's been no reasonable time, I think, for Dean Smith to throw him in, really. Um, he got injured at Chelsea last month and he was ill again at, in the game, most previous game. So mm. we have to give it to Smith there. That Sanson has not been an option yet. Um, but then I thought to myself, well, maybe... You know a youth player they see identify someone like Chuck Romeka coming in, like a Jude Bellingham, that sort of age, and doing you know playing at a higher level than someone that age really tends to. Um, but you know, looking at it the other day, looking at Marvelous Nakamba, I thought, Marvelous coming deep and getting the ball and then trying to spray it around, it doesn't, it's just doesn't work. No, he, he his,
0: his, his passing is. A concern for me. He's very. I, I. I will give him. He's. He's. tenacious and he yes. wins. He breaks up play very, very well. And
1: he's had some great games for Villa. He's he has ser- had some he, great he's, games. He's, for Villa. He's, yeah. He certainly
0: has. But he's. He's a, li- a little bit sluggish. He's. He's not particularly um, adept with with the ball at his feet, and his yeah. passing will often go awry. Um, and and that's the limitations of Marvelous. We've mentioned his limitations before. You know, if you want yeah. to be a team. I mean, and he's absolutely fine for a for a you know a, a team at sort of you know mid table to lower lower um, lower half Premier League. Absolutely fine, uh, and and a decent squad player, but he's not the player that's going to help us get to where we all want us to be. Um, that's mm. that's the unfortunate truth.
1: Well, I have got to ask you a question as well. What did you think of Tyrone Mings? The, 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 now that was a big storyline from the yeah. game, wasn't it? Dropping, yeah,
0: of, of course. I mean, you never, you don't, you. <laughs> No, no one should feel that they have a God-given right to start games, um, yeah. even if they're captain, even if they're, you know, an England international like Mings obviously is. He hasn't been in great form um, for a number of weeks now. You know, even going back to last season when our defensive record was, was very, very good. We would call out Mings fairly routinely um, for for certain mistakes, but, but, you know, equally, you have to look at what he does bring to the side, and I and I think he does he does bring an air of authority. He's obviously very physically imposing. He's very good at sort of obviously sort of com- commanding the players around him and yeah. and organising the uh, the team. And, and I mean, and certainly, I think we lacked organisation against West Ham. So yeah. you know, for his for his for his faults, which are notable, you know. It, it, there's a lot of things that go on that I think go under the surface when it comes to Sarah Mings that are really beneficial.
1: There's a reason he plays for England. He's a good player. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think, I think Smith made that call because he felt he had to make a big call because of previous results and he must've felt, Mm -hmm. okay, well, you know, Courtney Hawes, when he, when he has been playing, he's done pretty well Uh, and he probably feels that Hawes deserves a, deserves a chance yeah. um,
1: that's a fair shout as well it's 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 a, a, it's a like it's a, a see fair shout. why you made that decision
0: absolutely yeah. absolutely but unfortunately that decision has backfired because we conceded yeah. four um and now we i'm hearing reports from uh, greg evans the athletic writer that um that mings was absolutely furious to be to be left out and you don't need those sort of headlines um when you're mm. a club that's. That's now sort of three points off the relegation zone. Um, you need someone, you know, you know, you, you want, you, you want to hear positive headlines about players enjoying playing for the club, and 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 now yeah. we're getting to the point now where, where you're hearing these things, Morgan Sanson against Arsenal kicking water bottles,
1: you know, yeah. it's 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 these are things. Wendy the other day is all going down the, the yeah touch line yeah and, all these yeah. all these
0: petulant moments, and and you obviously and, and you know at Arsenal the players arguing on the pitch, which we talked about, you know, all these things. You know, players obviously care they want to win games of course they do but it just paints a very negative vibe um mm. and and you know at a time when we need players to rally together and 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 sort of fight and 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 obviously try and win games it yeah it it, it, it sort of it's it's a problem it's a problem that needs to be fixed and and again smith's it's smith's job to just to, to iron those out
1: yeah it, it is it is Smith's job ultimately to sort, to fix this essentially. Um, I think what, I, you know, I try and rationalise it. Like why did he drop um, Nings? And, you know, as you said, you know, but I I wonder if it was that he'd looked at the Wolves and Arsenal game and maybe they, him and his coaching staff had identified something that they felt Mings was liable for, and let's imagine maybe in the Arsenal game where Party scored that ter- terrible header, like yeah. just awful goals conceded on like mm. Sunday League. Yeah. So Arsenal's first goal, and uh, do you remember Mings and McGinn had a little sort of back and forth after that as a little argument? And I wondered if maybe they'd seen that, and maybe they thought McGinn, uh, Mings Mings at fault, or they didn't like this kind of the, the having a go or whatever. Mm. Mings also against Wolves. There was a moment where he kicked the ball away just really randomly. Mm. Um, That was kind of panicked when we were 2 0 up Mm. in a way that perhaps set the tone for the rest of the game, or it just sort of didn't make Villa look like we were calm at 2 0 up. So I wonder whether they just felt Mings is a better player than he's shown in the last couple of games. Maybe we just need to give him a moment where he's dropped and it makes him react in a positive way. Mm. And I think that that Ming's is a character who who we all uh, we all like he's shown himself to be a intelligent thoughtful character and i would want him to be furious that he got dropped i would want that reaction i wouldn't mm. want him to be someone from the season of 2015 16 going i don't care mm. i'm going to go do laughing gas in a hotel <laughs> you know yeah. I, I, i'm glad that he's angry and i i i would hope that Ming's being the, the the person I think he is and he has shown himself to be will go, I don't want that to happen again. And I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen mm. again. And that he, you know, whatever it is Smith and the coach and staff identified that was not working with him. I would hope that in the next game he, or in the next few games, he'll be like, I'm going to show why I am the captain of Villa. And I'm going to, I'm going to be one of the players who drag us out of this mini crisis we're going through
0: yeah yeah i mean uh, as you, you you said it yourself he, he's a player that wears his heart on his sleeve and you know he's 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 quite active on social media and when he's had a bad game he's not afraid to tweet about it and apologize and say you know obviously he's going to work work harder and um and yeah i mean he could well have been annoyed at being being dropped but as you say that's not necessarily a um a bad thing in that instance, you can channel that anger into saying, well, okay, well, that's not going to happen again. Obviously against Southampton on Friday, it's not going to be a problem because Conter's red card means he'll play. Um, Yeah. So, so, um, so, so that's, so that's that, but yeah, I mean, it's not just, it's obviously, it's just not just him that we need to see a reaction from. There's so many players that have, um, that have struggled this uh, so far this season. I mean, you you mentioned, um, you mentioned the first goal, um not necessarily saying it was all Target's fault, as you say. Uh, Bayley, it wasn't no Bailey was, was Bay- should have tracked back, but I thought Target I, again didn't have a particularly good game. Um and you,
1: you know, but that that's a point I just want to make actually that Bailey not tracking back, that is the kind of thing that if he'd been here in pre-season and we and he'd had three or four games to play with Target. That may have been something that happened in a preseason game. And everyone sat down and went, This is where you got that wrong. This is what we need you to do. And instead, he's having to learn it in games. Yeah. That's yeah. that's 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 the scenario Villa are in this season. It's been a terrible preseason. Yeah. So disrupted, multiple injuries, multiple COVID disruptions, multiple flying all over the world disruptions. There's a lot of things that have not gone Dean Smith's way in the early part of this season. Mm. That, that's the point I just wanted to
0: make about that goal. No, of co- of course, I, I, and you're and you're right, and and Smith can talk can talk about um the the the, the bad luck that he's had until the cows come home. But um, football, yeah. as we all know, is an incredibly unforgiving business, yeah. and and um you know unfortunately those sorts of gripes will fall on deaf ears. Uh, but with fans and and with owners um who obviously call the shots, so you know i i i i again we will talk about this in a minute i i like dean smith i think he's i think he's a he's a he's a cracking bloke he's he talks he talks very well uh obviously villa fan got us up kept us up last season decent season and this was a season we were obviously hoping to kind of push on a little bit it hasn't hasn't worked out he's got credit in the bank and i and i really 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 hope not just for just not for us as villa fans but for him that he can turn it around starting with a decent yeah. result against southampton we don't have a great record against southampton but you know it's a team that when if we turn up and our players play as well as we all know they can play we can win at you know no question we can win at southampton um we've just got to we just got to prove it i just hope that these problems like lack of synergy between players lack of understanding you know who plays where and and players being dropped and getting angry and all that sort of stuff i just hope that doesn't derail us completely because that can easily spiral out of control and become a situation that isn't fixable for dean smith and and that's that that's my that's my concern i think that we get to that state
1: all villa no filler on twitter instagram and facebook welcome back everybody now it is time for this We've hit the spiciest part of the show where we throw in some burning hot flavors to cover the controversial topics and get the creative juices flowing in this, the spicy question. And today, Georgios of House Zielinski, first of his name, cousin of Matthias (laughs) Kaski. I'm asking you, should Dean Smith's time at Aston Villa be up anytime soon? Oh, yeah, Frankie. I mean, this is possibly the spiciest of all your questions
0: that you've asked me. This is a real Scotch yeah. bonnet of a question. Um...
1: <laughs> get, get a carton of milk. Kurt Angle's milk truck. Just spray it down.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a hot one for sure. But I find it a really difficult uh, one to answer, to be honest, at this stage. We we had this discussion a few weeks ago after, I think it was the Tottenham Resort, Um you know, where, United Man United where was won, he won was it United that's yeah. right where, where we uh you know we said what do you make of the Smith out brigade that you know there's 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 always a um, at that time anyway there was always a minority that um wanted Smith to go because they just didn't didn't see him as the man that can kind of take us to the next level I guess is the constant sort of phrase that, that people tend to use um uh, and at the time I, I said you know he's 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 worked wonders with us he's as I said earlier, he got credit in the bank. He he deserves to stick with us, and even if we have a couple of rocky patches, we, we need to we need to get behind him and stick with him and show our kind of uh, support. As of right now, ahead um, of Southampton, in a, in a few days' time, um, I still have faith in Dean Smith. Genuinely, I think he um, he's he has been <laughs> as we talked about. He has been very unlucky. Uh, I can complete I can completely see that. I think this has been the first season in a very long time where luck has really conspired against us. I know with Grealish's injury last season that was that was very unlucky, but he was just the one player. Um and uh and and most most of the team squad remained fit. We had a lot of players that were playing every every week and you know we got we got through it. Um whereas now we've had, as you were saying, a Terrible preseason, awful injuries, um, you know, and and it's it's kind of it's it's really been a struggle, a real slog of a season. Um, my concern is that over the last few games, which obviously we've lost for, um, is Smith is not entirely sure the best way to remedy the situation um you know we we were obviously playing five at the back for uh, uh since, since essentially the start of the season um we were getting some good results Everton and um and United obviously the most notable of those and then since the Wolves debacle where we just fell apart in the last 15 minutes I don't know if that's been a psychological stumbling block for the players mm-hmm. or Smith but yeah, we just ca- yeah. we can't we we just cannot get it right um Either in terms of personnel or, or tactics, we stuck with a five at the back for a few games. West Ham, we went to a back four. We went to back four and play four three three, which I do think is our, you know, naturally given the players we have, our our best formation to play. And I hope that he sticks with it uh, on uh, on uh, Friday. Not that he probably has a choice because of Consa's suspension. Um, and and we just we just need a bit like me <laughs> you know we mm. just need a bit of, a bit of luck um <laughs> yeah. we, we, we we you know we just need things going our way and
1: um and we are currently the hands mom of football
0: yeah yeah we 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 need we need uh we need um we need something to to kind of break for us really and i think you said this last week we just need like a scrap like a scrappy win we need mm. a, a ball to bobble off Watkins's shin and go in after 89 minutes and win a game one a bur- burglar win as i think you described it
1: yeah.
0: um because that, that sometimes that's all you need to kind of like you know get get the confidence back in the squad and you can and they can build on that but yeah my worry is to say I'm, I'm very much smith in as of as of as of this evening um but um but if we do get a really bad result and and on top of that if it's a really poor performance disjointed like yeah. it has been we've got an international break coming up and and um and yeah i wouldn't be surprised if owners really evaluate uh the situation then and we're seeing some very legitimate reporters journalists saying that you know sources are the whole kind of sources are sources uh, are uh, saying george alinsky and
1: frankie (laughs) mcguire joint management well
0: it's only a matter of time (laughs) isn't
1: it frankie but 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 they've got they've you know they're they're
0: clearly getting itchy feet aren't they so yeah Yeah. so this is a thing. Well. but yeah, where, where do you stand with Smith, Frankie?
1: Well, um, the amazing thing is, when we had that conversation after the United game, after all the annoying Smith out stuff there had been of this kind of annoying, kind of like comparable to like Wenger out at Arsenal, that sort of attitude. Mm. Um, I remember I said during that conversation, I said, look, if we go on to lose 10 games in a row, I'll understand this argument. Well, we're now four games in a row. (laughs) I'm now worried that I might have, what have I projected here? Um, So look, I mean, I think as a fan base, looking at what's happened in, in recent times, what we're writing, I think we are all still suffering from what we've gone through for the last decade. Our decline from the, from the moment. O'Neill walked out right through to that absolutely disgraceful season where we got relegated, and then these meandering years in the Championship, and then surviving on the last day in the Premier League. I think all of us are still carrying that with us, that baggage. That com- well, that inner confidence we had through our, through our lives that Villa were always a Premier League team, like an Everton and a Tottenham, it's gone. And I think we now see ourselves a bit like oh God, it can all fall apart really quickly. Mm. And that's a legitimate concern to have. And I think that on the back of the four games we've just lost, I think as a fan base, we've been very like, we're more reactionary to it than I think a lot of other fan bases might be. What we've been through the last 10 years, I think that might be informing why we're. I'm seeing quite a lot of cynicism and panic. And I even saw someone the other day compare the Wolves 3-2 to the Leicester 3-2. Now, the difference is that Leicester 3-2 in the year 2015-16, the difference is our striker is Ollie Watkins. It's not Gabby Obonlahor getting himself suspended twice in a season. You know, our defender is not Journey and Lescott posting pictures on Twitter, which he, you know, he then claims he did by accident. It's Tyrone Mings and Esri Consa. Mm. It's Emmy Martinez in goal. It's It's not really comparable this is a much better team and there's no reason they should collapse like that there's no reason we should think as fans our team is gonna fall apart like we did in 2015-16 but I still think we're carrying that baggage around um so and it's understandable it is um but I, I I just look at Villa's squad and I'm like yes I think there's a central midfield deficiency we have loads of central midfielders but I think there's a one particular style of central midfielder that by god I wish Declan Rice played for Aston Villa Good God, I wish he did, but he doesn't, right? And um, so, look, Dean Smith has not had any luck this season at all. And for, right, okay, I understand from the start of this year when Grealish wasn't playing, we didn't do very well. But at the start of this year, do you remember a load of Villa players had COVID? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was also partly why we weren't performing very well as well. Now, look, I'm not trying to take all the blame off Dean Smith here because, yes, he has got stuff wrong, um, as everybody will. But, you know, also what I try and compare it to is this start of the season, we've had a bunch of injuries. we had COVID. We had a a pre-season disrupted. We have Man City yet again raiding us for our best player. Um, We've had all of that to deal with. And then we signed Leon Bailey. He he hasn't been fit all season. We have Emi Buendia flying in and out to Argentina. Um, He had an injury to start the season. Ollie Watkins had an injury to start the season. and-, and Danny Ings was out, obviously against uh, West Ham. Um, Luis was out. Exactly. You know, th- th- there's been. You know, if we compare it to Liverpool last season, who just won the Premier League, they had Salah, Mane, players like and Firmino up front, but they had all these injuries behind them. Fabinho was out. Mm. Virgil van Dijk, the ob- most obvious um, injury they had. They had a whole bunch of injuries, and a manager of the level of Jürgen Klopp couldn't deal with it. Um, You know, I mean, eventually he did. Yes, they finished top four just about at the end of the season because Alisson headed a goal against uh, West Brom. Yeah. But they just about made it. So, you know, sometimes things don't go your way. Now, look, it is Dean Smith ultimately has to sort it out. Um, Do I think he's figured out the formula? Well, if I rationalise it, I think I can understand why he went for um, 5-3-2. I think I understand that with the players he had. um, And it worked. We did play well, we did get good results, and then we played Tottenham. And from that day on, it hasn't it didn't work, apart from the fact we were 2-0 up against Wolves within the 75th minute and we fell apart. And I think personally that Wolves game, we are carrying that around us at the players, that has affected them really badly. Hmm. And then to follow it up, I I just think something's happened where that happened. That final 15 minutes has whacked their confidence. And maybe a few of them are thinking back to two years ago and thinking like, are we that team again? Um, where we concede late, and we, we can't hold on to leads. And then the next game, Arsenal figured out our 5 through 2 tactic completely. Tyra Mings had no outball at all because Arsenal knew exactly where to place their attackers. And lo and behold, our first half was terrible. Now, Dean Smith should have changed it sooner in that first half. He didn't. Waited to the second half. We were 2-0 down already. We played a bit better. Then we played uh, West Ham. Look, we were 2-1 down. Who knows what would have happened if we'd had 11 on the pitch? Who, who knows? Maybe we would have got a draw or won it. Who kn- I don't know. Yeah. But um, it, It's just another game where some... We sort of shot ourselves in the foot, really. But there were too many collective yeah. errors.
0: And, and 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 ultimately, look at look at the look at the teams we faced in the last four games. Okay, derby against Wolves at home. You want to win those games, and and it was a, it was a completely inexcusable collapse from a from a position inexcusable. Of, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Inexcus- inexcusable. But that's football, and it happens. It happens very rarely, and obviously, when it happens, you want you want youth, you you want Villa to be the team scoring three goals in fifteen minutes. But it it wasn't. It wasn't a b. We lost the Wolves. Fine. Then we go away to Spurs. Okay, Spurs have had a bit of an indifferent season, but it's still Tottenham Hotspur. You know, it's still Tottenham. They, they are a good. They are a good side. They were in the Champions League final two seasons ago. So right, we lost to Spurs two one at Spurs. Fine, that happens. Then we go to Arsenal away again. Arsenal, indifferent team, still a big team, and you know, Arteta is still kind of slowly figuring things out there. And and you know, um, they they they. They beat they beat us fair and square three one, and then we face West Ham, who are a team in incredible form under 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 Moyes and, yeah we get sending off and and we have the injury and everything else that conspired against us and we and we, and we lose that one okay we've got three games coming up now Southampton, um, we uh, absolutely massive uh, yeah. Southampton Brighton and uh, Palace I think. This is where Smith's future at Aston Villa is going to lie in these three games. Yeah. Um, probably against Southampton. You know, if we get a draw, if we get a draw against Southampton, that probably will be enough to keep him on. It'll st- it'll stick around. If we get if we get beaten and I, and there's a poor performance, I could totally see him uh, uh, going during the international break. Um, but we get a draw, then then it t- attention then turns to the Brighton and Palace, and we need to get a win against one or both of those sides. To, to kind of prove that we you know we can beat the teams around us as it currently stands and we can start to push on the longer the longer the players that we have are at the club and play for the club and smith sets on a formation that he's happy with and work and, and has a formation where our, our players play the best in those positions the more they'll get to know each other you know you talked about the target uh bailey issue the fact that it wasn't much of a, a, a you know communication issues between the two it's inevitable as you say they've never played together before on that's on, on that wing the way that target mm-hmm. and grealish did and they built up quite a, a you know quite a, a productive relationship that side of the pitch yeah. that they haven't had time to do that as you say there's no but the more they play the more the more uh, training sessions which are held at more Heath the more they'll understand what they need to do um so time is time is very important as I said, yeah. time is not afforded to Premier League football managers if you lose no, games not. of football. And you yeah. don't have to lose many games of football for owners to get sweaty palms and just get rid of get rid of them. that's That's yeah. just the way it works. it's It's not right, but that's how that's how it's worked for many years now, and managers like Smith get that. Um, yeah. so he knows, regardless of the issues he's had this season, he needs to turn it around and fast by hook or by crook.
1: Yeah, uh, to completely. Um, I think, you know, four, four losses in a row is terrible for anybody. Look, uh, you know, I've, I've listed all the reasons why I think a lot of God has gone against Dean Smith this season. It's been really tough. There's not many managers who could cope with such a coaching range of changes as he's had, um, could, could cope with the amount of injuries and, and breaks and all this kind of stuff that he's having to deal with. Um, you know, it's it's a lot, but you know, has did he did he screw up against Arsenal? I think yes, first half I think he did. Um, did he did the walls final fifteen minutes? Was there something he could have changed? I mean, I, if I was a manager, I wouldn't have been expecting my team to fall apart like that, to be honest, and not defend set pieces as basically. So, a lot of this falls on the players as well. You know, <laughs> they, got, they they got to lift the game. And I, I, you know, as I said earlier in the show, I, I'm looking at Tyrone Mings and I'm like. Friday's a massive game for, for Villa. It's a massive game for Dean Smith. And look, we go back to basics, we go 4-3-3, or maybe even go a 4-4-2. Who knows? Um, I've seen a few people suggesting 4-4-2 as a formation. But again, it's how experienced are we at playing it? It's another formation where you're like, mm-hmm. this is something I wish we could have done in preseason, but we mm-hmm. didn't have that opportunity to do it. Um, it would take a couple of games probably to get it right. Um, but you know. Just a back four, um, and this is a game where I'd I'd be hoping Mings will step up and go. This I I I don't I shouldn't have been dropped. I'll show why. Um, and uh, it, the midfield worries me. Does, but we'll, we'll talk about that in the next bit. But at the moment, I'm a Smith in. But look, if the board take the, the moment to 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 reevaluate during the uh, international break, I, I think we have to be reasonable and say I can understand why. Um, but um, at the same time I'd say who else is out there to come in (laughs) look at Newcastle (laughs) they ain't finding that guy are they at the moment that was the spicy question and it was a very hot flavoured question this week Me and George are both still very pro-Dean Smith and really want him to turn it around at the Villa. But can he? Let us know what you think. You can email us at allvilla.nofiller at gmail.com or you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Just search All Villa, No Filler. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game, which
0: is this Friday as we discussed, Bonfire Night, which gives us another chance for a fantastic name. We travel to St Mary's to play at Southampton. Frankie, I mean we've been terrible predicting games with the season, but ha- how yeah. <laughs>
1: it's a very important game.
0: How do you think it is going to go?
1: I want to believe in the guys and believe in the team. I think that it's all going to come up Millhouse and we're going to we're going to we sort this can. out. Um Look, we've got a few injuries now, haven't we? Ramsey's out. We don't know about Louise, Sanson, Ings, Ezri's out. Uh, Quite a lot of big players are out of that game. And I look at Southampton's team and I don't think it's very good. I don't think that team is a very strong Premier League side. Uh, I think their centre midfield of Romelu and Ward-Prowse is decent, is good. And I look at McGinn, Nakamba, and possibly Chukwomeka. I think I wonder how we'd cope with those two. They're both very physical, both good set pieces. But this is a game Villa just have to sort it out, isn't it? Um, I think we have the players and the characters to do that and pull us out. I don't think we're as bad as we currently think we are. Um, I, I just think that we're. You know, we had one of the best defences in the league last year and that wasn't because of Jack Grealish, you know? Like, I think we just need to settle back on that four. I know Ezri's out, um, but Matty Cash is playing very well at the moment, which it gives him, you know, the Polish kafu. Um yeah. targets a little bit out of form. Ming's getting back in and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Axel Twanzaby plays. um And then Martinez, that's a good defence. There's no reason that defence can't cope with Southampton strikers of Che Adams and Adam Armstrong. They're in kind of decent form. They beat Leeds Mm -hmm. 1-0 recently at home. Drew 2-2 with Burnley. That's not a great result, but they won 1-0 away at Watford. So Southampton are coming in on the back of a little bit of decent form. And they're probably looking at Villa and thinking, that's another one we can go and win on a Friday night. Um, I, will, I do remember the last time they played on a Friday night. I think they lost 9 nil to Le- Leicester. So, you know, it, who knows? Um, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> look, we, we got the players to beat them. We can beat them. If we can go 90 minutes of having Bailey and Buendia and Watkins as a front three, I am quite excited to see what they can do as a trio. Um, I, I'm i not 100% sure and I said Smithfield. It worries me. So if we're going to lose, it'll be... I'd wouldn't be stunned if it was something to do with that, but you know what? I'm going to say we finally put an end to this losing streak and just get a pretty boring one-all draw.
0: I, I um, I hope I kind of hope Sanson plays. I hope Sanson will be yeah. I agree um, because you know I was talking about the bottle chucking or whatever sort of mini tantrum he had against Arsenal. I I think he's a he's a bloke who's obviously frustrated with how things have worked out at Villa at the moment and you know uh, some some of it is is um is possibly down to smith not not thinking he's he's he fits into whatever formation he's deciding to play but a lot of it obviously is down to his woeful injury record since he's since he joined for us he, you know he's had such a stop start time for villa yeah. um and i just feel sorry for the guy and i and i think if he's if he's if he's gotten over his, his illness He's kind of the player that I'd would love to see play. I think he's. Yeah, I agree. I'd I think like he's to see him. Yeah. I think he's gonna. He's gonna come out like a like a bat out of hell a little bit because he's got so. I think he's got so much like pent up frustration and anger. I mean, I saw when he came off against Chelsea in the League Cup that he was absolutely gutted to be coming off because he he had a good game. He had a really was, good game. He was, thought, he was he was excellent. He was probably the best
1: player up to that point when he yeah, came I off. Yeah, I think he was the
0: best midfielder on the pitch um up until he came off. And um and he was so gutted that it happened. Uh and uh and yeah, if he's if he's in a position to play, I'd get him on. I think I think he's got so much to prove. I think he's it could be a really big game for him if he um if he does play. Um
1: well, the, I mean, look, the the fact was he um you know, Marseille Fans invaded the the training ground when he got sold, and Andre Villas-Boas quit the yeah, team. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so, so you like... know, clearly,
0: he's, he's 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 a player that is of some value, <laughs> uh, for sure. <laughs> um, but it's, it's you know we got we got to get the most you got to yeah. get the most out of him. I mean, uh, you mentioned you mentioned Chucklemaker as an option. Uh, I know we talked about Ashley Young being preferred over him in the in the West Ham game. And, and I'm reading rep- reports again uh, today uh, from Greg Evans about him being pretty far away from signing a new contract. I mean, if he's not getting game time, then obviously the chance of him signing a new contract is going to diminish bit, uh, even, even more.
1: The, the retort I'd have to that though is he's seventeen. No, well, of don't course, don't be expecting course. a lot of games at of this course, point. Of so, course, like, so, yeah, so
0: is you know, so is Jude Bellingham, and yeah. you know and I'm not listen. Jude Bellingham is is a, fan, a unbelievable. He's a, he's a freak. He's a freak. He's an he's, he's yeah. incredible Fantastic talent. Fantastic talent. He's an incredible talent. But you know, we've been talking about Choco for a while now, and yeah, you know, if you if you know if you're good enough old enough and maybe smith doesn't maybe the smith doesn't just doesn't see it or, or maybe smith is doing it to I protect think,
1: him i i, I don't, yeah i think I don't he's don't probably know. protecting him i think you know he's obviously you know he knows he's got the talent because he always puts him in the squad of course but, um, but he starts doing at brentford you know
0: i suppose the, the, yes but the, the fear is you know Chuck, chuckle maker could be a player that has you know big ideas and um and knows that if he doesn't get first team football at villa He'll go to a team, could be somewhere like Dortmund, or could be a team abroad yeah, that are willing to kind of true, like take yeah. a chance on on him. I think, yeah. and I, I'd be gutted. You know, it's always it pains me to watch players, like talented players, um, you know, leave leave on a free and go go on and have sex, successful careers somewhere other than Villa Park. Yeah. I'm not saying necessarily should start against Southampton, but. I do want to. I do. I would like to see him feature a little bit more. I, I really do. Again, again, he has. You know, he you played well about,
1: against Chelsea as well. within yeah, the Samsung yeah, I mean, game we mentioned. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and and you you know you talk about Smith trying to protect him, but players when they're seventeen, they've they've got they've got no fear. They don't worry about mm. relegation. They don't worry about you know how they performed. The, you know the, the the previous week. They don't have the kind of you know the the, the weight of. Of bad games on their shoulders they just want to go out and play football and enjoy it and try and get a win yeah. and I, I just think you know you've got to try and exploit that kind of you know exuberance youthful exuberance of, of players like chukwamaker um yeah. and we've got senior players around him that can help him out if he's having a bad game in the same way that ramsey's come in and and uh you know yeah. is, is, is slowly progressing with with more experienced players around him so
1: i think I, think I think if i was chukwamaker I'd... I'll be aiming for next season, I think, is the season where I properly break through. This season being a kind of like a slowly bedding into the first team and just getting used to how the pace of the Premier League. Um, I really rate him. I think he's a genuinely really excellent prospect. Um, But, you know, the warning I would have is Bobby Duncan at Liverpool. You know, there's a player who... Wanting more game time and off he went to fiorentina and it just where is he now derby reserve team and he can't get in at the derby mm. um chuck i don't think chuck Omega is you know as ill-advised as that um he's not um but i i'd i'm still hopeful he'll, he'll sign a contract because i think villa's a good place for him to be and it's a it's a really good team for him to break through in the midfield in the next year or two uh, yeah. you know jacob ramsey's 20 now Jacob mm-hmm. Ramsey came through when he was 18 19 so Chuckle will ahead of Ramsey and look at where Ramsey is now he's starting pretty regularly so yeah um yeah I'm, I'm on that. what's your prediction for Friday I'm I'm I'm
0: I'm surprisingly uh apprehensive normally we've talked about my optimism when yeah. it comes to
1: Villa results
0: but the last four games are really not the stuff not the stuffing out <laughs> of me Frankie um I know we won there last season. I think Barkley scored, didn't he? It was one 0 um, Yeah,
1: Grealish cross. Yeah. Yeah,
0: um, which was uh, which was a good result. The Grealish
1: swear box. I have to throw more money. In. Yeah, I know. Mention his name. Yeah, one well, quid was... into the Grealish swear box.
0: Sure, um, but yeah, uh, which was a good result because I think I think really Southampton we don't tend to do that well i can just remember that one game where where delph scored an absolute screamer and that was i remember yeah, i remember the, I remember the 3-2 yeah 3-2 Libor kozak i think scored as well um but yeah i always i always thought that the, the wins against southampton always sort of shocked me because they were sort of freak results <laughs> yeah. um so you know what i'm not i'm not i'm really not terribly optimistic i'm afraid to say Frankie. and you know given what i was saying earlier about the importance of getting a win there I, I don't i don't think we will and i think mm. i think we might lose i think we might lose 2-1 and i think potentially that could be that for dean smith but listen Ooh, i've yeah. i've called i've yeah. called um i've called these games before um for villa uh, and been terribly wrong so maybe this is the one time where I call it for the opposition and Villa go on to win 5-0,
1: you know? so Imagine if we discover that's a formula. You just need to keep predicting Villa <laughs> like lose. Like Mark just Lawrence. just win or... every game. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, I just, yeah definitely. <laughs> Mark Lawrence. Yeah, I just worry. I worry. And yeah, as we talked about constantly this episode, we sound like a broken record. But I think the things that have gone against us so far, which is sort of out of Smith's control, are mm. going to be the things which are going to ultimately bring his tenure to an end is my opinion
1: oh you think oh wow okay it's a very somber yeah. way
0: to end this end, end yeah. this podcast
1: I think he survives but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes obviously if we lose to Southampton, but I think he survives this international break is my prediction okay on well, that very dark somber note
0: uh, thank you everybody for listening, I've been your host George Janinski. See you later, Frankie. Catching a bit, George, up the villa, up the villa, and it's uh, goodbye for me. We'll be back later this week to chew the fat over the Southampton game, I'm sure. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. <laughs>